0: Welcome Tactically Acquired. Our goal is to document military-connected living history in a fun and easy environment. We will capture the stories of our active duty, guard, reservists, veterans, ROTC, and their families, sharing their stories, adventures, and journeys across the military life cycle. The podcast is for anyone interested in joining the military, has been part of the military, or wishes to learn more about military life. In addition, we want to bridge the growing military-civilian divide through education. This is unfiltered, Mean we'll go over the good, the bad, and yes, maybe even the ugly of being a military-connected individual. I'm your host, Rusty Martis, a retired Air Force Mustang and OEF veteran, and I run the Veterans Resource Station at North Kentucky University. All right, today, my special guest is an NKU student and veteran who we'll get into just a bit, but before we get started, you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Noah
1: Swearing. Um, I did five years active duty in the Navy, um, and now I'm a full-time student here at NKU.
0: When did you get out of the service?
1: Yep. Um, I got out February 6th of this year,
0: 2022. Oh, brand so, new brand out, new, ready yeah. to rock and roll. And so you got out in February. You jumped right into the classes uh, mm-hmm. in August, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. in the fall. Yep. So this semester you're... And then. Freshman. Freshman. There you go. Yeah. Are you really a freshman? How many yeah, credit hours did yeah. you bring with you? Yeah, uh, a lot, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was in the 30s. Okay. Um, but it's up to the institution mm-hmm. to decide what they take and what they don't. Um, they didn't take a lot of them just because not all of them are, like, higher right at like the 300 level classes and gotcha. above mm-hmm. um and i need that for what i'm pursuing
0: and what are you pursuing yes
1: um biology degree with uh pre-medicine focus and awesome. curriculum with hopes to attend either pa school or med school I'm still kind of on the fence um, but i'm leaning more towards pa yeah. why the
0: navy come on now
1: um well honestly i went and talked to a marine recruiter first And they were right next door to each other to where we were as Marine Corps and Navy. And I walked in, and he just asked me what I wanted to do, and I said that I want to be a medic. And at the time, I didn't know what a corpsman was, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, well, go next door. So I left, went next door, and talked to the Navy. And it just so happened that my recruiter was also a corpsman. So he hooked it up, and that's kind of so did you guys led.
0: talk about what a medic actually did in the Navy then? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He
1: uh, gave me the whole shabam, and I was I was sold.
0: Okay, all right. Well, since we're talking about you being a medic in the military, kind of talk about that experience a little bit about your training and what that looked like.
1: Yeah. Um, so after after boot camp, um, you get sent to. It used to they used to have the training in Great Lakes where the Navy boot camp sat, but they moved it to San Antonio, Texas and down at fort sam houston and it's a big base uh there's army navy and air force i believe all on it um so it's about a four or five month course um you start off doing a two-week emt course so it's like drinking out of a fire hose um and then once you pass that you move on to basic nursing skills intermediate nursing skills where you learn how to Um, measure body weights and meds and all that good stuff. And then after that, you kind of move on to your clinicals. Um, And they kind of divide you up to local hospitals around the area in San Antonio. And I did mine at UT and their school of medicine. And I worked on the medicine ward, which is just a floor below the ICU. After they get out of the ICU, they go to the med ward and get... um, evaluated like still on treatment there and that's where i did my clinicals
0: so when when you go through all that training and everything obviously you come with a bunch of different skill sets mm-hmm. um, something that we didn't talk about were you an enlisted or an officer or i was enlisted enlisted yes. okay so what kind of civilian equivalency did you have when you got out of the service or even while you were still in was there any
1: um you have an equivalent you have the opportunity to test out uh, for an emt um but the, the scope of practice of an EMT and a corpsman is drastic different, like drastically different. And so I would almost, I'm an EMT now, and I work for EMS, but the I don't want to compare myself to a paramedic because it's not that, but it's it's close. Um, our scope of practice is, as a corpsman is, Much more advanced than an EMT.
0: Okay, so I just got this crazy question for you. Okay. So I actually was kind of a medic as well in the Air Force. But uh, when you went through your training, was it focused on what you would see as far as civilian injuries and illnesses, those types, or was it strictly combat-related or more military-focused? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, So during school, they did kind of focused on, like, civilian um, but we had an awesome instructor, I'm not going to name him, but uh, um, he was incredible. And so he would kind of throw his own spin on it and and he flew for dust off in the army. So um, he has all these awesome stories and stuff like that. But he threw his own spin on the training and told us that he was preparing us to be corpsmen.
0: Okay, so not, not what's dust off? I don't know what that means. It's the
1: army's um, medevac.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. Makes total sense. So he was a flight medic on for for dust off. But um, yeah, so he told us always, I'm preparing you to be
0: a corpsman. All right. So let's go back into your military service timing before Mm -hmm. you uh, jumped into your training, basic training. Tell me what your experience with basic (laughs) training, just kind of now that you're through it, you're done, Mm -hmm. you've had time to kind of get out of the service. What do you remember about basic training?
1: Uh, It sucked. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I can say that. Apologies if not. But um, yeah, it's... I mean, I think everybody's boot camp is rough, right? I mean, we can probably agree that the Marine Corps and the Army probably have the roughest, um, but just to do with all the physical aspect of it and hiking and all that. But anyways, um, it was just a big culture shock, you know? Um, I kind of joined because I was really headed nowhere fast and didn't like authority so join the military right that makes sense authority right yeah. <laughs> and so i learned real quick uh to grow up and respect authority and that that's that's what happened i was just navy boot camp anyways is is only eight weeks so it's just two months of just keep your head down and do what you're told and you'll be fine
0: so the what they say it's kind of like a degradation ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. Strip you down oh, from what yeah. your civilian identity was, basically make you more of a mil- military identity, exactly. and then build you back up and focus on teamwork. Mm-hmm. Did you find that to be true?
1: Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I think there was a lot. There was a lot of people in my division that came from like pretty rough backgrounds, um, came from nothing essentially, uh, for lack of a better term, and. And yeah, they just, they strip you of your identity. You no longer have a name, you're a number. Um, And they, like you just said, they militarize you and then they build you back up.
0: So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. I'm jumping around a little bit. I apologize for that. But uh, so when you got out of the service, when Mm -hmm. you transitioned out back into that, how hard was it to get kind of refine that civilian identity then? Um, To me...
1: I don't want to sound arrogant, but to me, I didn't think I would struggle at all. I knew I would succeed in the civilian world. I didn't need the military um, after I'd already been in, if that makes sense. Um, But I I didn't find it that difficult just because I had a great support system behind me. Um, Even leaders in the military supported me. Like I had a great plan going out, and so they were like, heck yeah, go Go conquer the world, you know. That's so, awesome.
0: yeah. So, yeah, I didn't find it difficult. Good, that's awesome. Good to hear. Um, so jumping back to, into your service time, so we call this kind of this podcast tactically acquired, mm-hmm. right? Which kind of means you gathered gear, you gathered information mm-hmm. um, strategically, right? Or uh, ninja like, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Did yeah. you ever come along with an experience like that where you had to tactically acquire something here for yourself, your unit? Um, or getting medical supplies. Oh right? yeah,
1: oh yeah. Um, the budget in the military, even though it's large on the the big picture, it's pretty small when you get to individual units, right? Because they got to divide all that up. Um, so when you have a med bag that needs resupplied, and there's essentially no way of getting it because they're stingy with it in the supply room, sometimes I would find myself back there for some reason. And, oh, I need that in my med bag, so just stick that in my cargo pocket and take it back and
0: refill my med bag. Adapt, overcome, and complete the mission, right? That's right. You got to get it done. Yeah. All right. Um, Why did you end up choosing NKU? A
1: big reason is because my girlfriend is in law school here. She's in her second year of law school. Shout out, Sydney Meyer. but um, and, and
0: shout out to the law school. Yeah, They're that's right. School. right.
1: Yep, Chase Law School. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a big reason. Uh, we have an apartment just right across the road here, so it's super convenient. I was originally going to go to UC. I was accepted, had a seat, like all that good stuff, in the pro- same program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just was like, you know what? It's the same program that I'm going to do. Why drive twenty minutes when I can drive two?
0: You know? So that I mean that yeah. Absolutely. So we're glad that you chose to be a Norse, right? Yeah, that's go right. Yeah. Yep, go Norse. What are some things you miss about being in the military service?
1: Oh man. Uh, Is that
0: good or bad? I don't know. That,
1: that good. I'll, I'll talk I'll start with the good, what I miss. Um and it's being in the suck with the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you're out there on field ops. You're you you're cold. You're wet. You're it it sucks. <laughs> and you're doing it though, like with everybody around you, which makes it so much better and tolerable. Like you can do it because they're doing it too. Um, so like the camaraderie, uh, the friendships that I made, um, that's that's definitely something that that I miss.
0: So you know, back in the Army days, not that I was ever in the Army, but we hang out with enough Army people and we stole it, right? The Air Force came from the Army. We call it Embrace the Suck, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. everybody together, working together to get get through what you had to get through. Yeah. So were you on a ship? I never asked you that. No,
1: I've actually was in the Navy for five years and never seen a ship. Awesome. Um, I think part of that was with the job that I did. I worked in a clinic for two years and then I was with a Marine Corps infantry unit for the last two. My first year was all training so then my last two is with um third battalion first marines um out in camp pendleton in california
0: so two different types of stereotypes right oh, one yeah. if you're in the navy you're on a ship somewhere yep. sometimes yep. some way the second one the marines should be on the ship with you yep. right yeah not you with them exactly uh, and yeah. doing that uh did you do any deployments
1: yes um my unit like i said uh, third battalion first marines uh balls of the corps promenation um they uh, we executed a special MAGTAF deployment to CENTCOM. Um, and we weren't shipped over there on a, on a ship. We were flown. So uh, we flew over there. We landed in Kuwait. Our whole battalion was all over the place. We had people in Africa. I mean, the whole CENTCOM area, right? Like Africa, um, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, um, all over the place. But my company specifically... Um, Lima Company. We were crisis response company, so we were based out of Kuwait, and we, yeah, I know what people are gonna say, not a real deployment, right? And it's not. I agree with you because I mean, on Kuwait they have Taco Bell's, Pizza Huts, like coffee shops, they like
0: where you have a pool, or that was a gutter, wasn't it? That no, was they have one. But they have
1: one. It. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't open, but yeah, they had one. Um, so we were we did rotations there, where like. We would do two weeks out on a flight line. So, like, we were the essentially, like, on-call mm-hmm. uh, company or platoon. And then you do two weeks back at, like, the main base in Kuwait where you hang out, work out, eat, whatever, and then two weeks of training where you would go to Camp Buring and do, like, a bunch of ranges and all that stuff. Um, I think it was about halfway through the deployment, my platoon... In my squad, it wasn't my squad, I was just a medic of that squad. Um, we did a mission, still don't even remember the mission name, and it could have been a hoax, I don't even know. But we were supposed to be a security detail for a four-star general, and we flew out of Kuwait to Iraq, fueled in Iraq, and then to Syria.
0: So, and, wait, you're a medic yeah, pulling yeah, security detail. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's a rifleman in the Marine Corps and that's, the Navy. That's probably, right, right? yeah, Okay.
1: yeah. And so the funny thing about that, that quote unquote mission that we did is um, I never even seen the guy.
0: Awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Do what you're told. Exactly. And see what happens. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So you were a medic. Mm hmm. What were uh, or what was one of the most nastiest injuries or illnesses that you came across or experienced in your mm. military time? Do you have anything that was just gnarly? When I
1: worked in the clinic, I worked at Paris Island in the clinic there, and there was a lot of times where there'd be a lot of broken bones.
0: Um, there was so uh, Paris Island being the where everybody goes for basic training for the Marine Corps. Marine Corps, correct? correct yeah. Right.
1: Um, there's that, and then they have one out in California. But yes. Yep. Um, so this one girl, they call it the Stairway to Heaven, um, and it's probably 40 feet in the air, maybe. Give or take. And she was up at the top going over to come back down, and she fell from the top to the ground. Um, so she broke just about every bone in her body wow. um, ribs, a couple vertebrae, or neck, um, legs, wrists. I mean, she was, you know, like some that you see in like a full body cast i mean she was in it like that was real (laughs) um so i mean that and then working in the sports medicine part of that we had to you know kind of um rehabilitate her after after the fact um and she was still there by the time i left that command so she was there for a long time
0: probably getting med bored yeah yeah getting worked out of the service yeah yeah That's sad. Um, During your military time, now Mm -hmm. I know you were a medic EMT, kind of paramedic type, but how hard was it or is it um, to kind of explain to the quote-unquote civilian community what you did in the service Um, or what you experienced? I find it kind of difficult
1: because of the drastic scope of practice that I can do now compared to what I was allowed to do Mm -hmm. like as a corpsman you know you can do these you can push crazy meds you can blood transfusions there I mean it's all sorts of things that are in your protocol that you can do but now as an EMT I can administer oxygen (laughs) you know what I mean it's a drastic Uh, yeah it's it's very different um and like one thing that is always talked about as barracks medicine, right? Um, so like you'll get the Marines and stuff that are, um, that maybe party too hard the night before or something. They'll come knocking on your door like, "Hey doc, uh, can you hook me up to an IV or Give something?" You IV know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. An and so you just yeah, man, have a seat and throw an IV in them and they're good to go. Um, just stuff like that that obviously I can no longer do
0: interesting isn't it yeah absolutely (laughs) and and, you know it's a it's amazing the amount of responsibility that's provided to a how old were you when you joined 19 19 year old Mm -hmm. uh like you said you did two years of training so 20 21 year old you can't Mm -hmm. even drink but here you are giving blood transfusions and medications and everything and uh, the amount of responsibility that we throw up on right or soldiers or sailors or or marines yeah our space force yeah, guardians, right. you know, yep. we got to throw them yep. in there, and our our to today's world—it's crazy. What was your kind of the worst food you experienced and the best food you experienced mm. while being in the military? Yeah,
1: so you know, honestly, Paris Islands Chow Hall was pretty good. Um, I think the military contracts to Dexo across the board to most of their chow halls and stuff like that, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you know, you'd think they'd all be rather similar, but no, that is not the case. Um Parason had a good chow hall. Um, you know, like I'd go there almost every evening with one of my buddies. Um so one of the one of the worst foods, I mean I don't know like MREs, obviously, those are horrible. Um
0: <laughs> You haven't had the new ones. Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah. Um but some of the best I think is like throw it back to boot camp here. That uh chicken Gordon on blue is that what it's called i think it is or just Gordon on blue something like that yeah. yeah that stuff was always good like that
0: was a good day if you were going <laughs> to that, chow you yeah you, that was that was a good day you only had 30 seconds to eat that's it that's right yeah yeah you, you, had yep. you down it very well Yep, yeah so just a, a fun fact i don't know if how fun it is i don't know if it's really a fact but i used to be an mre taste tester
1: oh I really
0: i used to pull them by the <laughs> cases and we'd have to go through three to four cases in an hour. Okay. And taste them and what? expect them and everything. Okay, else. so
1: let me ask you a question. All right, what's up? What's your favorite MRE? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: gotta be anything kind of like a pasta. Yeah. Or spaghetti. Okay. Yeah. yeah I can get on board. With that. It's similar to what it is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, what about hang, what about the worst?
1: What about the the worst MRE?
0: Oh, probably the either the Frankfurter or the ham slice. That was just one. Congealed yeah. source of. sources, okay, yeah. Um, but there was probably a lot of ones that were, oh, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, go that yeah, direction. That's why yeah. I threw that in, there, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, if you, if you were talking to a, a, a young um individual who's thinking about joining the service and they came mm-hmm. up to you and said, What do you think? Should I join? What kind of advice would you give them?
1: I've actually been asked that question a lot while um, I was in a yeah. lot of somebody's back from like my hometown or like surrounding areas and stuff They they would ask me be like hey how do you like it um thinking about joining all that good stuff and I would be honest with them like I'm gonna be honest with you guys I tell them no um yes there is good benefits that come off the back end of it after you already go through everything else you know like you're like I said earlier you're a government issue as soon as you sign that dotted line, your life is no longer in your control. So it's just kind of, I think, the being manipulated, I guess you could say, or just the the lack of good leadership, I think, was the big turnoff for me. It, I just had some horrible leaders that, I think they had uh, little man syndrome, you know? Um, probably, I don't know, maybe got bullied or something, and then they get into the military and... Pick up rank real quick, and then just think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like newsflash, buddy, no. So um, I think that was a big, big turnoff for me. Um, and and don't get me wrong, there's I had great, I've had great leaders too, like people that have really made an impact on my life. But um, well, you're few, talking about the transitioning out. Yeah, yeah. Support there. Yeah, but but it don't get me, wrong, it's few and far between. Mm-hmm. So.
0: That's just my two cents on it. So then kind of a follow-up question mm-hmm. That then, if uh, you go back and talk to yourself right before you're going to basic training, mm-hmm. would there be an advice that you would give yourself to help you better get through your military time?
1: Now, I, I do, even though I just bashed the military, I do have to owe it some credit to... I, I grew up real fast mm-hmm. going in the military. Um, I had no drive, no direction I had no idea college wasn't in the picture I wasn't going to college and then because I hated high school so why would I go to college right, right. and like I was working on a farm and there, there's nothing wrong with working on the farm by the way farmers make the world go round but Amen. um it just I just didn't see myself there for the rest of my life you know so I was like all right well something's got to give um so if I was walking down The sidewalk there, loading up on the bus to go to the airport to go to boot camp, and I saw my future self. Hmm. You know, that's a that's a tough question, because like I said, I do owe it a lot. I do owe it that I've made some friendships that are gonna last forever, like people that are gonna be in my wedding one day. You know, Mm -hmm. like um, there's gonna I'm going to college for free. You know, Um, that's huge. Um, and then the, the training that I got, you know, like that'll be with me forever. That's a skill that, you know, like if you would have told me when I was 18 that I would want to go practice medicine as a career, I would have laughed in your face. I'm like, no way. Right. And, but here I am, you know, um, making, making it happen. So That's awesome. So would I tell myself to get on
0: the, the bus? I, I probably, I probably would. That's I appreciate you being honest yeah. and open and, yeah. and as we talked through that sandwich, right? We talked a little <laughs> good, it? we talked yeah. a little bad, and we're ending on a little yep. good. But do you have kind of like a a, a kind of a funny story that kinda of happened to you while you were in the service that's like oh, people man. that never been in the military would be like wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um oh, that's such a good question.
1: Cause there's just there's stuff where like I'm sure that that you could relate to is like some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life were just sh- sitting at a smoke pit with some of my buddies just coking and joking, right. and some of the funniest things I've ever heard have been right there, you know, or if you're getting ready to bivouac for the night on a, on a long field op, and every, and it's like you got one more day to go, or it's the night of, and you're hiking back, this everybody's in a great mood, and uh, I don't know, they that's a good question. That's something I'm gonna have to ponder for a while because well, that's there's yeah, and, and a
0: lot. I think that's one of the the keys, and not the the toot the veteran resource station here, <laughs> especially at NKU, but that's I think that's one of the keys of having such a place like that is because it's where like minded folks can go. We call it the Addies Lounge where you just chill, and it's kind of takes you back to a little bit of that oh, smoking yeah. and joking, you yeah. know, where you can just hang out and kind of experiences what I went through and mm-hmm. that professor or you know or that whatever and you yeah. can kind of figure it out and work together and it's kind of that camaraderie absolutely the back and the back yeah. it again all right so before you get off the hook mm-hmm. any final thoughts anything that you want to throw out there as we end this segment um
1: no I just thank you for having me on here uh, it's, it's an awesome thing that you're doing